guys guess who we saw hey guys welcome back this is episode four of season two um and this is our second part of our little mini series where evie and i are sharing our testimonies i shared mine last week so it's evie's turn evie's in the hot seat seat. (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah how are you you feeling about sharing this week i'm I'm a little nervous. Like, I feel like, you know, it's nerve-wracking. It's a little nerve-wracking. But I'm excited. So, okay. I think this okay. should be good. Good. I love... Yours went so great last week. So, <laughs> I felt like this... Yeah, I'm excited for It's yours. hard to, like, go after that. I mean, like, what do I... It. Okay. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I believe you have some really important news to share with us that you did not share with us last week. You're right. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I know you guys are dying to know this update. Dying. However, I we completely forgot last week. <laughs> Even though Maddie already knows. Um. Okay, I need a drum roll, please. <gasps> I found my AirPod. Woo! <laughs> Woo! I know you guys are so worried. Thank you all for looking so hard. Um, but no more long. No wait. No longer rip AirPod. Right AirPod. That Woo! was so hard for me to say. <laughs> Um, we have found the right AirPod. It was in the crayon box at the house that I was babysitting at. It was so sweet of them. They called me over the weekend and they, I thought it was kind of weird because they were FaceTiming me and I thought, uh, should I answer? And, you know, and it was so sweet. They were like, we have some news. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we found your AirPod. I was like, yes. I was literally, you guys, I was stressing about it all week. Like, I'm, I was so stressed. I was I'm asking glad everybody. you didn't, like, buy anything. I know. Well, that's what I was about to do, because... And that you were just like, okay, screw it. Like, I'm just gonna buy my right AirPod, or I'm just gonna go buy new ones. Like, I know. Could you imagine? Oh, I, no, I can't. I was like, there's no way, because I was talking, I was literally asking everyone, I was like, what do you think I should do? Like, buy new ones, buy the right one, or just look dumb with a left <laughs> AirPod. Like, I don't know what to do. And, like, so I, I don't, I don't... Well, I'm glad you looked dumb for a week. Yeah, and it was like, okay, nobody saw it. Like, it wasn't that important. I didn't need right. it for anything, but still. So, I'm so excited to announce that the Yay. AirPod is now back in the case. I now have two AirPods. Happy and for I, you. I'm complete. So, <laughs> I know you guys were worried. Super. Um, but, yeah, how's your week going? Um, you know, it's it's pretty good. Um, Just working. Ugh. Just on the work grind. But <laughs> Feel that. I know. Mm, it's yeah. really not fun but yeah um let's see what what's been happening oh, my brother graduated high school <gasps> Woo! shout out to gab dog nice oh that was exciting um yeah but <laughs> you guys <laughs> um okay well this is not really much to expand on however i maybe we need to explain this um we've been really bad with siesta key so we don't have a siesta key update you guys we haven't like watched it <laughs> Like, but don't worry, right after this episode, we're going to watch, like, two episodes. It's fine. Yeah, so we'll keep you updated with that, but... So I have no update is yeah, kind no of update. what I meant by that, but... We haven't had an update for a couple weeks now. We have no... Sorry to leave you hanging. Yeah. Um, but that. this is just all the more that you just need to go watch it so you can update yourself. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> this is our call to action that you should go... <laughs> you just need to take the step to go watch it every Wait, Wednesday at 8. Yeah, MTV... Siesta <laughs> key. As Go watch it. Sam. I E S T A space K E Y space. 
like a key in the house. <laughs> like a house key. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, just as also another update, um, the Coachella lineup has not dropped yet. <laughs> no lineups have dropped. Uh, however, Rolling Loud is day. still <laughs> so Rolling Loud lineup still sucks. And <laughs> Evie and I have missed the day to pre-order Coachella tickets. So advanced pre-sale. <laughs> advanced pre-sale Coachella tickets. happens last Friday and we missed it. So it's fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh no. It's already a good one. Um, also, still no gym update because we're not going. Because <laughs> we haven't gone in months, actually. It's fine. This is the worst. <laughs> we're we terrible. No updates on anything. Nothing it's has okay. happened. Hey, Bachelor started. Yeah, that is true. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot give an update again. <laughs> but just guys, the update that it next happened. week <laughs> you will be informed week. okay <laughs> you will be informed please let me tell please don't stop listening now because <laughs> i still have to go but i know we have nothing to talk about in this little hey, intro but but please next stick around intro hopefully is a step up yeah but it's okay we're here for it one more updates we'll have just a lot to talk about hopefully Hopefully I don't lose another AirPod in the meantime. <laughs> I mean, the left one's like on the that's the only thing we have to update on. Um, so but, but yeah, that's that's all I've got. Too. Anyways, since we have no updates, Evie, let's just jump right into let's it. Just, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire. Let's go. Okay. Um. Let's see. So we talked about mine last week. Yours this week. Okay. Regroup here, Maddie. Okay. So okay. just give us like a background kind of overview of just my early years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. From I mean, the womb. Out <laughs> of the womb. Okay. Um, well, I was born in um I think La Jolla. I don't know. Already starting off great. Okay. Um, I think I was born in La Jolla, but I was brought home to Oceanside. So I like kind of grew up the first half of my life in Oceanside. Um and I have a little brother as well. Um, he is... Evie and I can relate yeah. to that Our, on yeah. really deep levels. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a whole episode we, right we there. We really should. We struggle with the same... Mm, it's oh my good. gosh. The brother I need the to save that, oh, actually. No. Yeah. Um, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll have a whole episode on that. But, um, yeah. So, I have a little brother. He is... Um, shout out to Sam. He is um, 17. He is... What is that? Like, that's, we're like two-ish years apart, um, but three in grades. And yeah, so he's a junior in high school right now, going to be a senior. Um, but yeah, and then I have two parents. I have my mom <laughs> and dad. <laughs> I have Laura and Jeff. Shout out to them. Um, and yeah, we grew up in Oceanside for a little bit. Um, that's all I've got with that. Great. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. When did you move to Temecula? And how was that transition from Oceanside, like where you grew up, all those friends, mm-hmm. to a brand new place? That's a hard question. Um, so I kind of grew up, unlike Maddie, I kind of grew up, I, I moved around a lot growing up. Um, so I lived in Oceanside. And so... 
Um, yeah, so, like, growing up in Oceanside, um, lived there for a couple years, and then I ended up moving to Texas when I was about two or three-ish, lived there for, like, about a year and a half, year-ish, um, and then we moved back to Oceanside, and then it wasn't until I was about nine or ten that I moved to Temecula, so, yeah, that was kind of, like, it's really hard, like, when people ask me, like, where did you grow up? Mm -hmm. I feel like I really struggle with that question a lot because I was very like, I mean, I'm only 19 now. So, and if I moved at nine or 10, like that's kind of like halfway through, like it's like a weird sense of like, I feel like I grew up in two places, but I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that, but I feel like it's, it definitely is like a unique situation. And I struggle a lot because you know, those early years and, like, living in Oceanside, I would never say I, li- like, grew up in Texas. I was there for, like, a year. That was just, like, a little adventure. I remember a little bit of it, but not much, but, um, yeah, so it was kind of hard because I felt like those early years, I have a lot of memories, like, living in that house and, you know, being in Oceanside and being close to the beach and, like, having traditions there. Yeah. And having those friends and everything, but being so young that, like, my traditions were really interesting. Like, you know, like going to the beach and like the things we did there and like my life there is so different when I'm six than my life at 14 in Temecula, you know? So it's kind of hard for me to be like, where did I grow up? And like that transition was really weird for me. Um, It was right, it was the summer before I went into sixth grade. So it was like, I felt like I kind of had that like completion of like, elementary school so Mm -hmm. I had those elementary school years in Oceanside but you know like learning to drive going to prom graduating meeting my really good friends like going like you know coming back from college like is Temecula so it's weird it's a weird like sense but um yeah I think the initial like change because that was you know all I ever knew at like nine and ten was really hard for me to come to Temecula but um And it took me a really long time to love it and to, like, really understand not why we were here, but, like, the benefits and the beauty of it and, like, really understand that, you know, I'm making really monumental, like, life memories and traditions Mm -hmm. here that, like, they're a huge part of Temecula's home for me. Totally. So, um, middle school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we met, shout out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) how would you say, like, those years kind of, like, shaped you? What were, like, some hard times about it? What was it like, kind of, like, just, like, being at a new school, having to Mm -hmm. meet new friends? Um, yeah, and how did that all kind of go together and like your like relationship with God like through all of that yeah so I grew up in the church and like you know my parents had faith and they um you know they kind of like that was very important for them to like raise our family in that and like go to church and you know do VBS and you know Sunday school and like all that stuff like that was very important and we did Bible studies and like Awana and like my parents, you know, we would have like babysitters once a week because my parents were going to Bible studies. So that was very like common for us growing up and like, you know, um, in like kind of like my Oceanside time of life. Um, but 
when I got to middle school is I feel like those are really my years of um, really understanding what faith was. And so going, I went to an elementary school that was a public school. So that was really, it's kind of weird, like thinking about it. I think I had a lot of friends that were Christians or like Mm -hmm. all of my friends, like my really close friends. I mean, like in fourth and fifth grade, my mom did a Bible study for all of my friends, but my friends went to school. It wasn't, it was like a really, like when I look back on it as, you know, somebody older, I'm kind of like, I was surrounded with Christian people. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like it didn't feel any different than when I went to the Christian middle school, like private school, because all my friends before had, we had all kind of had that understanding. We all went to church. Everybody's parents were involved and stuff like that. So it wasn't too different. Like you kind of knew the people that weren't Christians, but even then it wasn't weird. We'd all just talk about it. You just kind of assumed, which I feel like is probably really different now. But totally when I was growing up, it wasn't that weird to just be like, you know, you 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 would see your teachers at at church. Like, you know, (laughs) it was just kind of like everybody had this understanding. Like, you know, my small, you know, naive mind was everybody's a Christian, you know? Like, yeah. (laughs) So it was just that's kind of weird. But going to a public school or um, a private school for middle school, I really liked that. you know, there was kind of, like, that Christian teaching, and, like, that Christian perspective, Mm -hmm. and, like, we could pray in classes, like, I feel like I've, I'm always, like, on the younger side of, um, being in grades and stuff, so I'm close to, like, a year, year and a half behind people in age that are in my grade, so being, like, a 10-year-old going through (laughs) sixth grade was, like, I remember really being captivated by the idea of, like, us praying and stuff like that, because that was so familiar, and, like, comforting to me yeah because my family was so surrounded by that but um I really kind of struggle now with the fact of looking back on I was baptized when I was in fifth grade um and I knew what that meant and I did decide to make the decision but I really don't think I ever knew what a relationship with God was yeah I think I knew the bible stories I could recite them I had you know learn the verses. I knew all of it, but it really wasn't until I got to middle school that I was really able to be like, okay, but that's not it. That's right. not, that, you know, like, like that's so great. And we love that. However, there's like a huge part that like, until I got to middle school, I felt like I had been, my eyes had been open, like mm-hmm. similar to what you were saying last week of like, you can just talk to God, you know, like that, that like revelation of being like, it's not just it. Like I can just sit down and just invite God to hear about my day Mm. or, you know, like have that relationship with him just like I would anyone else. And so I think that's when I really decided to take it into my own hands and be like, wait, this feels really different. And I think the first two years of middle school, I really, was able to see really, really cool things of how God worked in my life. And, like, I can fully say I have, like, felt the Holy Spirit. And I have felt him work and live inside of me. And it was really, really eye-opening to kind of, like, once I developed that relationship and really, like, you know, decided this is what I wanted, to see the benefits of that of mm-hmm. in everyday life and like in my relationships with people and literally like I mean day after day coming home and it was like hey you know my mom being like you know hey how was school and me being like let me tell you how God worked in my life at yeah. 12 you know like 
who does that? And that <laughs> is something that, like, last week when I was, like, sh- kind of sharing about, like, middle school and, like, how I kind of, like, had that, like, come to Jesus moment in sixth grade, that, like, looking at it now, I was, like, I was 11, 12 years old. Like, that was yeah. young. Yeah. Like, in how kind of, like, really, like, cool it is to just kind of be, like, wow, like, I have seen God work in my life, I mean, since, I mean, forever, but, like, mm-hmm. like, I have truly seen it since I was, like, 11 years old. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. It's insane, like, and it's, I don't even know how to describe it, I mean, like, extraordinary, insane, crazy, like, are literally, like, not even scratching the surface of, like, yeah. how unreal, like, I have seen God work in my life, and so, I think it was really cool to, yeah, like, see that at such a young age and be, like, I, I know this person, you know, like, I know, mm-hmm. like, person isn't a right word, but you know what I mean? Like, I know Jesus, and I get to follow him, and I get to tell others, and, like, you know, being so thrilled not to tell my mom about, like, the long division I learned, but, like, the, or, you know, whatever, like, I wanted to talk or, to like, her the about. the drama of, yeah, like, like, middle school. Yeah, like, girl drama, or, like, what I learned, it was, like, no, 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 like, I'm literally gonna tell you where God spoke to me today and that was so powerful and I think I really I don't know if I have like a resentment or like a weird feeling towards it but I feel like I never was taught that growing up weirdly enough growing up in the church I don't think it was made Mm -hmm. apparent to me that this is this whole once I experienced it this was the whole door I was lacking and I was like blown away so Anyways, long story short, I think it really wasn't until middle school that I was able to kind of have that door open for me and get to see Jesus and really understand that fully. So I think although I made the decision to follow Jesus and I knew what that meant in fifth grade, I didn't have that relationship until probably seventh grade. So, yeah, but that was really, um, that was a weird transition for me of being there and then it was more until like so I would say like sixth seventh grade I really was you know experiencing these crazy things feeling like the Holy Spirit really like seeing how God can be present and it really wasn't until my eighth grade year that I feel like I kind of had a moment like you were sharing last week of just that radio silence tunnel and being on this high for two years Mm -hmm. and being like I am living in the spirit. Jesus' presence is all around me at all times. Like, I want to go up to people I've never heard about, and I just want to dance at their feet and tell them who this man is, that I get to worship. And eighth grade year being at probably one of the lowest points of my life. It was so fun, and I feel like school was fun. Friends Mm -hmm. were fun. But I really struggled because it was – it felt like – there was kind of a big decision of, like, where are you going to go to high school, of, like, where are you going to go to college, like, yeah, and so, you know, you could continue at the school, at the Christian school, or you could go to the public school down the street, and so I had always, I had had this weird seed planted um, from my mom and from a couple other people, really important people in my life, that um, had said, why don't you try the public school, and that was just, like, not on my radar. I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm a super type A planner personality that like, I knew like once I committed to something, like I'm going to graduate from this school now because it's K through 12. Like I can graduate. This is my plan. Like 
again, my plan. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do because it fits better for me and I can stay with my friends and whatever. But there was a seed planted and God had kind of stirred some things with that and had said, you know, like, what about the public school? There, Things kept coming up. Things kept coming up about it. And I couldn't get my head off of it. And I really struggled because I went to God about it. And obviously I was like, I feel like if this wasn't important, you wouldn't, I wouldn't still be thinking about it. It wouldn't still be super present. It wouldn't still be a conversation if this wasn't something that you wanted me to even consider. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I just felt like God gave me no answer. Mm. There was no conclusion on it. There would be like something would happen that would be a super big turnoff to the school, but then something else would happen that would get my mind thinking about it again. And it was just for a whole year, so up and down of what I was going to do. And I felt like God left me and just didn't, gave me this idea, wanted me to think about it, but then never gave me closure. And I thought like it was just one of the hardest times because it was such a big decision. There was a timeline because you have to pay for the next year of the private school. So there was a timeline on it. It wasn't like I could decide before school starts, like the day before school starts. And so I really, really struggled. And I felt like, you know, a lot of people had opinions on that and a lot of, you know, outside factors and just a lot, there was a lot riding on me and it felt like the biggest decision at the time. And I felt like that's kind of like where I really struggled with, you know, like mental health for the first time of like, it's literally driving me insane that like, I feel so depressed about this decision. And I felt like, you know, yeah, being, being super angry at God and being like, how could you leave me? I'm literally, I'm begging at your feet for an answer. And you're just like, not even paying attention to me. And like, how could you leave me? How? Yeah. Like just, you know, all of those feelings. And so I felt like God finally kind of just like acknowledged me (laughs) after (laughs) being in this tunnel and being in this darkness and being like, all right, well, I guess I have to, you know, I know that I'm not supposed to make my own decision, but it feels like you're leaving me to make my own decision. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking the leap and the risk and going to this public school for high school. Sorry, did I completely miss the question? Well, you I just, just kept going. <laughs> you Sorry. just kept going, and you kind of jumped into the next question I was going to ask. I just realized, I'm like, wait, I'm already on high school, and you asked about middle school. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'll just finish this thought. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up going to, deciding to go to the public school, and I felt like, um, like, it ended up, like, God kind of was, like, revealing himself and, you know, exactly right when I was at my lowest, lowest point, he decided to show up is what it felt like. But he was there the whole time. He's been there. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking me through that dark tunnel and I slowly started to see the light and I was like, you know what, like, if I am, if this is where you want me to be and this is the decision that I've made that feels right for me, um, but you haven't stopped me for and haven't given me a huge sign to not do like clearly you want me here and we're going to do this together because there's no way that I can do this on my own if this is seriously where you want me. And so, yeah, so that's what I did for high school. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that um, wasn't the question, but okay. Yeah, this is, um, 
I don't really think this is something that we have really ever talked about, mm-hmm. but um, obviously Evie and I met in middle school, and then we did both graduate from the same high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when she made the decision to go to Temecula Valley, and I made the decision to stay at Linfield for high school, um, I, I, I did not like the decision that she made. Yeah. <laughs> that was obviously... Um, just, like, the thought of my best friend not going to school with me and not being there, um, because middle school was rocky with friendships Mm -hmm. at times, and Evie and I both experienced that with the same people, kind of. Yeah. Um, and, but it was really nice in middle school to just, like, always have her to go back to, Mm -hmm. um, and always have each other, and the idea and, like, the thought of not having her in high school was... I didn't like it, and, um, but honestly, her choice to go to TV freshman year made my life sophomore year so much easier and so Mm. much better, because I already felt so much comfort transferring to TV, because my best friend was there, Mm -hmm. and if she didn't, if, like, you didn't take that leap of faith to go freshman year, like, I honestly don't know, like, what would have happened my sophomore year of high school, Yeah, and it made my transition so much easier, and it made, I mean, for me, like, (laughs) the rest of, like, high school fun, and so much better, and, like, again, just kind of, like, in middle school, like, rocky friendships at time in high school but like we always still had just the two of us to like go back to and that was yeah yeah I know and that's such a crazy thing like you know going like wrestling with that and being like obviously you know not seeing into the future and I mean like that's just a testament to like how God works and like God saw the bigger picture way before we did you know like obviously I didn't want to leave either like there's no, there was no comfort in going to a new school where I knew nobody with 4,000 kids and just because God was telling me to. (laughs) Like, there's no comfort in that who is not a physical being that can walk me to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think it's, it was really hard for me, obviously, like to commit to that decision and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go into this school where I know nobody and it's going to be a great time. And so I think, obviously, I thought about that for a whole year, and it was not easy to go to school the first day or, you know, anything, but I think it's so crazy, like, looking back and being like, was it hard for me? Absolutely. Was it hard for all the friends that I was leaving behind and my best friend to not have her friend at school, you know, like, in what was our cup, once our comfortable place together, where we did everything together, and me just up and leaving? Like, no, both both of us reap the repercussions of not having each of us together. But I think, you know, it is so crazy, like, seeing how we both did not see the bigger picture in the Totally, and, like, I think, like, obviously, like, God had a plan for you to be at TV, but I feel like also, like, a part of that plan of you being at TV was so that I could go there, too. Totally. Like... And it wasn't just like it wasn't one just, person's action. Right. It, it wasn't affected, just for you so. and for the people that you were gonna meet there and the things that you were gonna do there, but also for the fact that it made my decision to transfer 
so much easier. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like, you guys, like, when I made the decision, like, when my mom was like, well, you can always go to TV, like, I was like, let's do it. Like, it was, like, a yeah. no-brainer because I knew even if I made no friends at TV, that my best friend was there. Yeah, you and still have one. Yeah. that I wasn't going to sit at lunch all by myself and that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be the only person I knew on my cheer team and that I always, like, had somebody there if, like, I got lost or yeah. I just, like, needed somebody to be there. Like, it made that decision for me, like, literally a no-brainer decision. Like, it's so crazy that, like, transferring schools like I mean like you would think like I mean like when you transfer schools it was like a year-long process for you normally people think about it for a while and they pray about it but like for me like literally was the easiest decision I think I've ever made yeah was to just be like great let's go let's try it like let's go God like Evie's there we can do it like yeah like let's go for it like and it's crazy that that had to like sit for two years yeah you know like we couldn't see we didn't see the outcome of that and like how god was gonna work in that situation because i mean you know we weren't moving houses we were still close you know like we still hung out we still saw each other still talked yeah it was never like oh we're just like you just do long (laughs) distance like but it wasn't even distance it was just we didn't see each other for six hours for five days a week but we still saw each other and so it was like you know, it was interesting to see how that played out and, like, how God used that situation to two years later, you know, like, it felt like, oh, well, there's not going to be really, you know, four years, you know, like, you plan totally. for that, but it, it, anyways, interesting how that happened, but, um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I didn't ask you a new one. Oh, <laughs> but I'll ask you one. Um, so throughout, like, high school, just kind of, like, describe, like, I don't know, like, things that happened, things you struggled with, um, friendships, being on your own, I mean, I say, I say being on your own without me for two years, yeah, (laughs) um, no, I'm kidding, um, but, yeah, just, like, high school in general, how was it, what, what was going on? Okay, (laughs) um, so, I think my first year was, um, interesting, I, you know, I was kind of going off of the you know, feeling like I was the darkness of Jesus. <laughs> that sounds weird, but like, you know, going through, walking through that tunnel and walking through that, you know, highs and lows of, you know, my kind of almost newfound relationship with Jesus and going into this first year. And I think I was so, um, I had a lot of, what's the right word? Like, I don't know. I felt very bad in a sense because I had been so angry for the past year at God and, like, the situation I thought he was setting me up for and I just mm. thought failure and I had so much fun and I was realizing, like, I'm getting a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have been able to be a part of or people I wouldn't have been able to meet if I had stayed in what was super comfortable for me and I think totally. that's something that you know, I learned a lot throughout high school and just in my life, that's a super reoccurring theme for me is like the second I see God work the most when I'm not in my comfortable situations. And it's so hard. And (laughs) I say that to hopefully be encouraging because I have been at some of my lowest, lowest, lowest points and, you know, not seeing that light whatsoever seems not even like there's going to be a light. 
but that's where I see God work the most in my life. And, um, I think out of that comfort and, or yeah, putting myself away from what's comfortable and taking risks is super important because that's where you see your faith work the most. And I like that little saying, sorry, this is a side note. Um, it's like, I don't know. I can't remember it. Anyways. So okay. <laughs> anyways, going back. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like that first year I had a lot of fun in high school and I think I was kind of like retracting all of my hatred that I had had and like my anger built up at God and being like, okay, wait, you had my best interest in mind <laughs> again, like you always do, but I thought you were going to, I thought I was going to fail, like whatever. I started to swim from the, <laughs> from my sink or swim situation. I started to swim. Um, and then I think sophomore year is, like, just such a weird year. Like, if anybody's in their sophomore year, I hope this is encouraging nice. because... It's rough out there, seriously. Sophomore year I mean, even, like, sophomore hard. year of college. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that. Like, <laughs> sophomore year... Sophomore year in general, all sophomore years are really hard. And I can't really explain why, but just very highs and lows mm-hmm. and awkward years mm-hmm. of being... Totally. Not your first year, but also not your last and very weird and so I think sophomore year was like uneventful but yet extremely eventful (laughs) um but I think it wasn't well freshman year I really started to um I started to go to like church you know throughout high school and everything and then I think sophomore year I was kind of it was that weird like in between of friends like you've met a ton of people freshman year, but you're not, you're still everybody's still kind of trying to find their friend group but some people have really found it so you're just that weird like where do I fit socially and that's a huge part of high school um that makes or breaks it totally totally and I think it was really I was kind of at a point of you know everybody was like you know junior year is when you really get your friend group and I'm like well I'm just sitting in sophomore year (laughs) so what am I going to do about that but it really wasn't until I think Maddie kind of came I think it was it was it's so weird looking back but um I came to her rescue yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like it was really good for me too because even though I did know a bunch of people and like you know I kind of had found my footing at TV I still was like I had my best friend there to like really kind of like complete it it was like a weird completion for both of us to Mm -hmm. like kind of come back together that like sophomore year so yeah and then junior senior year like um you know, that weird college time. I felt like I had a midlife crisis my junior year of high school because I had always decided what I wanted to do. Um, and I knew where I was going to go to college and I had it all figured out again, type A personality and God threw me for another loop. And I really, I wouldn't say at the time I struggled with severe anxiety, but I, that was like one of my first little tastes of like debilitating anxiety And I really, really struggled for, like, the first six weeks of junior year. And I was, like, you know, I – it was really hard for me to go to school. And I couldn't figure it out. And once I put my finger on it, I was, like, oh, it's my plan that I've been planning for seven years now that God's, like, "Mm, nope, new door. (laughs) Slammed the door shut on that one. So, um, yeah, that was really hard. But I think, again, it was another one of those moments where – I had to trust the process. I had to trust his plan and not mine. And that's a issue and that I struggle with to this day of letting go of that control. Um, but yeah, and then overall, high school was really good. And I felt like high school and middle school 
yes, it was awkward, totally. and everybody's awkward, but I think it was really fun, and I think a lot of my best advice would be to not take it so seriously, and yeah. to literally just have fun, because everybody's taking themselves so seriously and I guarantee you everybody's worried about what they look like and themselves just as much as you just are. as much as you are that if you don't care I guarantee you will have 10 times more fun and totally well I mean we even did an episode about that last yeah. season about like how just kind of recently we learned to like just like give that up and just kind of be like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be who I am take it or leave it mm-hmm. and that is I don't have any regrets in life yeah but if I could go back and do one thing in life it is to not care in middle school and high school like yeah. literally like yeah. lose that lose that dumb like comparison totally. and like and like I would have had, had too much mentality it's not I mean I had a great it. time in middle school and my last couple years of high school but the fun I could have had if I, I know I know like let go and it would have upped it like we still had fun I still had like, it fun didn't take like, away from anything no I don't but... regret it because I was able to kind of learn to just be myself mm-hmm. and just in the past couple months even and to just like not care when I'm around other people and not really care about what I do and if I say the right thing and if I'm funny enough or mm-hmm. any of that like um Cause that has also been a, like a growing and a learning process, but totally. like I mean, but if I would have learned that like my freshman year of high school, man, would have things been different. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I wish. Like you know, I wouldn't have. I wish I you know would have let. I'm glad I put as much effort and time and thought into the major decisions I've had to make in my life, but I also wish. I would have trusted the process. And I say that now as like, I'm going to have so many more of those and I'm (laughs) still going to stress and I'm still going to want to do it my way and everything. But like, seriously, like looking back, there was a process to everything. God's plan, like his timing, his everything. And it's really cool to start like being old enough to kind of look back and see the, the end goal and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and like the resolution of a lot of situations that I had to make a big decision, stress, time, you know, feeling distant from God, but seeing the end result and being like, you know what, as much, I feel like, you know, like when your mom's always right, like (laughs) it's one of those moments where you're like, I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Like, obviously I want to thank the Lord and like give thanks, but it's like that weird, you know, like push and pull of like, you had my best interest in mind and why would I doubt and think that you didn't I know. for five seconds but we do it all the time and it's so human because we want to have our best interest in mind when we don't know what it's gonna look like but yeah so I would say overall like high school was really good um definitely growing times in my life I think you know very up and down and but I'm super glad that I had a relationship with Jesus to go through mm-hmm. high school. I don't think I would have been the person I am today or made the decisions I made or been confident in the decisions I made if I didn't have totally God to back me up or like what you were saying last week of like the morals and the standards I have for myself. I don't think I would be as happy or as joyful as I am today if I didn't. That's so good. Um, okay, so feel like this is going to be my last question because it's kind of 
not a loaded question. There's just a lot to unpack there. Okay. Um, and this is something that I really want to make sure we touch on because we didn't touch on it much, um, last episode, but this last year. Last year, yeah. Um, obviously it has been one of the craziest times Mm -hmm. for everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you are just living, obviously, um, COVID has taken its toll on everybody and everything. Um, and I mean, I just know from just doing life with you, a lot has happened this Mm -hmm. past year. Yeah. Um, so what has that been like and what, like, what have you learned? Oh, you're right. That's a loaded question. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, I feel like this is the last one. (laughs) Oh gosh. We can go Um, a while. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, oh gosh. Um, okay. I feel like we were in our first year of college Mm -hmm. when we, um, got sent home, got sent home early in March, you know, as everybody knows. And, um, it was a very fearful time and a Mm -hmm. very, um, crazy, unexplainable, never, never been seen before, never been done before, (laughs) you know, that little, (laughs) like, TikTok thing that's, like, (laughs) anyways, um, you know, I think it was a lot, and I think it really, um, I did a lot of thinking, (laughs) a lot of pondering. We had the time. We had the time. Um, I think this past year has been, um, to date, um, probably one of the best years of my life, yet one of the worst. Um, I and I think second that a lot of people can agree with me I when I say that. that. Um, I think I really, really, really struggled along with a lot of other people at the beginning, um, of feeling a lot of anger, mm-hmm. unsettled, upsetness, everything at God, and just being like, I think it really, I honestly. Pro- not until recently. It took me a really long time to realize, um, why would you do this? Why would, why would you put anyone through this, let alone me? Like we, everybody has things planned. Like, again, like I've said, if you haven't caught on by now, I'm a planner and (laughs) my plans got ruined again. Like, what is that? The fourth time I've said so far, like, um, and so for me, I hated that. And I think there was a lot of things that, you know, I wanted to do and, um, I didn't understand the plan and the purpose at the time. And I really struggled with, um, you know, feeling alone. And I think I, again, another part in my, of my life, I really struggled with like my mental health and uh, my anxiety and having a lot of time to um, think and dwell in my sadness <laughs> in my anxiousness and the fear of, you know, literally the state of the world Um, felt like the world was ending. And so it was just kind of a lot for me to grasp. And, um, I didn't like sitting in it all Mm -hmm. day. So I think I had a lot of family issues going on at the time too. Um, my Nana was very sick. And so my aunt was very sick. I had a lot of that, you know, fear with a health crisis in the world, but also my family and how it could affect my family so close to home. Totally. Um, so I think I really struggled a lot with 
um, you know, the Lord taking a lot of things away from me is what it felt like. A lot of things just getting ripped under my feet with no control, no grasp on it, no real reason why either. I think, you know, I tend to think I'm a pretty logical person. So like if, you know, there's an explanation or if there's something that can, you know, help me understand why I'm feeling, you, you know, feeling these ways or things are getting taken from me, like it'll make me grasp it better. Um, but again, you know, nothing, feeling like there was nothing from the Lord, feeling like I was in that darkness of sickness, hospitals, masks, and literally no plans or agenda and feeling like I was learning nothing on Zoom. Mm. Um, <laughs> Don't even get me started with Zoom. Yeah. So I think uh, there was just a lot for me to think about. And it really wasn't until um, the end of the summer that was like the non-existent summer that we had um, being around like August that. I think I was really honest with myself and I don't think I have ever been more unhappy in my life. (laughs) And that sounds so dramatic to say, but um, I think a lot of people can relate to that of feeling like there was, you know, kind of like what you were saying last week, honestly, like a will to live. If there is nothing going on in the world, like in the world, not let alone like my schedule, literally nothing happening in the world. Like, why am I here? You know, and that sounds dramatic, but you know, like that finding that happiness, the joy and just the little things of being stuck between the four walls of my bedroom was a lot. And so um, I it really wasn't until I think we went back to school this semester that I was able to really grasp why it happened and where I feel the same way and feel like I was able to, you know, not understand because I don't think I'll ever really understand, you know, until like we're back with God of like why this happened because there's still things unfolding. But I don't think I was able to really almost kind of move on until this semester. Um, It was really hard. I think, you know, looking back, um, my nana ended up passing away two weeks before I went back to school and all of this stuff happening and, you know, my aunt getting a worse diagnosis and more things just kept piling up. But I think looking back, you know, I am starting to see a little bit of those moments that, you know, I was talking about earlier of like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, like seeing that resolution, like if everything was normal there, I would not have met some of the people that are so influential in my life right now. I would not have met literally some of my best friends I would not have been able to meet some people that I it's insane like just to let alone the people I'm like my life would be so different if I did not have these people like I feel like I've known these people forever or I felt like these people like I couldn't see life going forward without them just let alone the people let alone the experiences I've been able Mm -hmm. to have the amount of growth I've been able to have I was you know, I think I've been struggling. I wasn't honest with myself. I've been struggling with my mental health before COVID, but I don't think it was until COVID that I was able to get the help that I needed. And so I decided to go to therapy last semester. So like kind of like the fall of 2020. And I can't even tell you the tools and the resources I've been able to, you know, put under my belt because of it. The time I was able to caregive for my Nana in her final days and in her final months. And I would not have been able to have that experience if it wasn't for COVID. It's so weird to say that. I know. Like, I would not be I, able... I think about this a lot and I think about just kind of like everything that happened and everything that was taken away and how 
it took a toll on my mental health. It took a toll on mm-hmm. my family's mental health. It took a toll on relationships that I had with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for a couple months there, my boyfriend and I broke up and mm-hmm. that was already like at a time where I was feeling alone and isolated and then I always so had that vulnerable. one person and then we broke up because he was going to school and I made the decision to not go to school and mm-hmm. I was home and that whole kind of like I don't know just like the transition and then literally again just being there or like months prior just being alone to my thoughts now I'm really alone with my thoughts mm-hmm. and um like, I remember having a conversation with you, and you being like, I went to therapy, and I was like, that's something I need to do. Like, yeah. Because I went to, I've gone to therapy before and stuff, like, I remember, like, last week talked about, like, my sophomore year of high school, I started going to therapy then, and I was like, I've done it before, why, why not now? Like, yeah, yeah. And just kind of like what you said, the tools that I learned to combat it, and mm-hmm. the tools that I've learned to, like, and just kind of, like, releasing the stigma of that like it's bad to yeah. have mental health issues and that it's it's a sign of weakness yeah to that's a sign of weakness and that oh you go to therapy like oh you have really bad issues yeah. but that's really not the your case. family can't it's help just, you you have right, no like one, yeah that's really not the case it's the fact that like I see taking that step to go to therapy as like a sign of strength Absolutely. Because it's realizing, wait a second, I can't do this on my own. Obviously, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many talks I have with my friends, no matter how many times I talk to my parents about it, like, no matter how many times I try to tell myself, like, what to do or these are things that I should be doing, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And that I need outside help and having somebody who is completely removed from your life and doesn't know... knows a lot about you, but also doesn't know a lot about you at the same time, tell Mm -hmm. you, okay, don't do that ever again. Here's what you're going to do next time. Right. And kind of like... Or here's a tangible tool that you can use. Yes, or here, when you're in that situation again, try this, or try this, or when you have those thoughts, do this, or here's a list of things you can do next time, or Mm -hmm. when you are, when you can't go to bed at night, here's five resources. Mm -hmm. Like, and just kind of having a person, one to just talk to. Right. And just kind of like... That's the best part. Yeah, just Unloading. to talk to and just unload on literally everything because they don't know anybody you're talking about. Right. And, but then also for them to be so removed from your life and then for them to just kind of be like, okay, get your crap together. Here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And like, but there's no hard feelings. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like... Yet there's a weird sense of accountability. Yes, like... It's so kind of, like, weird because, I mean, like, yes, I have conversations with, like, we have conversations together. I have conversations with my mom, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. do this, do that. And I'm like, no, like, you don't know what it's like. like yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know me. Like, you don't know what I'm going yeah. through. And then, like, for somebody, like, for me to, like, go talk to a professional about it and for them to just be like, no, this is what you need to do. And me just kind of be like, oh, so it's not just my mom. Or it's not yeah. just my friends saying yeah. that. Or it's... Not just my pastor. Like, yeah, it's not the bias that you have right, in your everyday where it's people. Like, well, yeah. You don't know, mom. It's like, oh, like this is what I should do. And then for them to like give you that help and more mm-hmm. is like, like I, like you guys, I recommend it to so many people. Yeah, like literally. We could have a whole episode on that. Honestly, that's a huge. That's a, going back to our recommendations. That's a huge recommendation huge. that 
I feel like, um, is something that if, you know, if you're feeling that way or, um, if you need that encouragement boost, like absolutely 10 out of 10 would recommend. But, um, I think going off of, you know, resources and people, I think something that I've really learned this year, which may be one of my biggest things is, um, the value in experiences Mm -hmm. and the value that COVID has taught me to be way more intentional with the time that we do get to have because we've seen how it can be so limited or it could literally, like it felt, be ripped from you and everything being canceled. I mean, the time that I do get to spend with my friends, the people you do get to meet, the adventures, the small things like going to a baseball game or (laughs) going to you know, an outside event or whatever it is, a concert, like Coachella, we've been joking about Coachella, like, you know, those little things we've taken, at least for me, I have taken for granted so much that I think I've seen the value in them either coming back or getting to have those experiences going forward. I I don't think I valued things enough, time with family members. I mean, getting a lot of time, like, we will never be in a situation again where we are literally stuck in our homes having to be with our family again. And I think it's, I love what you said last week about how there is a sense of unsettledness being home for the summer now again, while we were just home for, we're at school, went, we're so excited, got sent home abruptly, stayed for 10 months. We're only supposed to be home for three months, got stayed for 10, went to school for three months, and now we're back for four, and then we're going to be at school for a year. I mean, that is like such crazy turnaround. And for me, I hate that. I hate change. That's something I've learned throughout quarantine is I hate change. And so I think, you know, going, feeling that unsettledness. Oh, shoot, I lost it. I was going with something. But um, I think... I don't know, but... Well, I think what you said earlier about, like, how this has been the best but worst year of your life and Mm -hmm. how we didn't really see kind of, like, why everything happened this year until we went back to school this past semester. Mm -hmm. And I um, definitely think that going back to school, like, I cherish moments so much more than I ever have before. And going back to school and, like, literally just, like, going to get dinner with friends. Mm -hmm. Like, going to the calf for dinner, like, was something that I, that was so normal last year, and Mm -hmm. that was so normal for so many people last year that got completely taken away, and then, like, I even, like, remember, like, um, when the calf opened for us to even go sit inside. Yeah, yeah. Instead of outside, that like that was so big, and mm-hmm. that that was something that I was like, this is awesome, this is the best thing ever. But it's just like, okay, well, like, like it's just eating indoors, right? Like, it's but that, really the not way that our life deal, has changed so much totally. makes that little thing, that little mo- like movement on our campus, to be something that honestly we can find joy in. Totally, and like what you said earlier, like going to baseball games, like, the first half of, like, my boyfriend's, of Woody's 
first college baseball season, I didn't get to go to any games. But mm-hmm. I was so stoked when I got to watch them on TV. I was like, yay, they're broadcasting them. Like, yeah. thank you, Jesus. They're even like, playing. This like, is so, <laughs> right, they're even playing. They're having a season. This is so awesome. And, like, I remember, like, watching his very first game and, like, literally watching the entire thing, not taking my eye away from the screen at all because I was like, this is awesome. I haven't seen him play in a game in over a year. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so awesome. And I remember the first time that he was able to have fans at – school and me going and I was so happy and all week I was so excited that's like all I can think about all I could talk about like I was so excited that I was finally able to go watch him play a game in person even though that is something that before was so normal Mm -hmm. that it was not even a question in my mind if I got to go to a game Mm -hmm. like that it was so normal and that I was finally like oh my gosh, like, I don't have to watch it on TV anymore, like, this is awesome, yeah. I actually get to be there, and, like, I rearranged my whole schedule from there on out, just to, like, make sure that every single home series he had, I was at all of it, mm-hmm. and that, I don't know, like, every single time I went, that I was like, yay, I'm here, Yeah. like, I'm actually here, this is awesome, like, I think something that I was always, <laughs> I don't know, this sounds weird to say, but, like, was always so foreign to me, was, like, when people in the Christian community or, like, people, like, mentors and people, um, that I admire so much were so faithful and so joyful about the smallest things that Jesus would do in their day. Mm -hmm. And I, it's so funny for me to say that and be like, how could people be thankful to God? But it was so weird to me how- I understand it now. Yeah, like, there were little things that they would be so, you know, yeah- you made this game possible. Well, why wouldn't make God make the game possible? Right. You know, like what would stand in the way? Well, hello, we all experienced what would stand in the way. And I think it was like such a big reality check that all of us needed, especially me, that I needed to take that step back and really realize that like there is joy that can be found in the smallest things, like things reopening or things coming back or literally having nothing like going from having nothing and being nowhere and having nothing scheduled to having the smallest things planned or those smallest places to go seems like the biggest joy. And I think that that's made me, you know, going from being super unhappy, seeing that moment of like, this is Jesus. This is the joy that I can have in the smallest everyday things. And I think I can confidently say, which if you would have asked me Mm. even a couple months ago, Mm. I would not have given (laughs) you this answer. I do not think I would be the person I am today without COVID. Same. I don't think... In such a positive way. I don't really think any of us would. Yeah. It was... And I remember seeing a thing halfway through COVID that at the time was, like, halfway encouraging because I was still, like, (laughs) pissed off, was, like, what are you going to let this pandemic do? You know, we have... We don't know when this is going to end. We have so much time at home right now. We have literally nothing to do. Are you going to be upset? Are you going to let this change you and turn you away from God so that when you look at your testimony and you look at your life and you say, yeah, I can't get over it. I, you know, I had stuff planned. I had stuff at 19 years old that I was going to (laughs) do, you know, like I'm going to hold on to that and be pissed. Or is this the the turning point that you need? Or is this going to be the moment where you look back and you tell your testimony or you tell your kids this is what brought me closer to God. Totally. And I think that it took me a long time to believe it and put it in action and like really move forward with it. But I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, what am I going to let this time be? Because it can be very defining in a lot of ways. Right. And it is defining in history. But 
what am I going to let it say and what am I going to show to the world going forward in my life as what this year caused. So, yeah, I hope that's encouraging and I hope <laughs> this this was a long one, but it was long. I hope, you know, you guys super good. were able to hear stuff, learn that, you know, again, like we were saying last week, we are not perfect. We have all had stuff happen in our lives, but mm-hmm. that's why we're here and being vulnerable with you guys because I wish somebody would have told this to me or I wish, you know, it's encouraging to hear peers talk about this. Totally. And I don't want you guys to think that like just from like what I shared last week and what Evie shared with us this week that from here on out we got it right. We got Yeah, it we've got it all figured out. Yeah, we got it all we, figured yeah. out and I mean like I I I mean there's still things in my life that I struggle with daily. There's things that I'm struggling with now. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I think is so awesome about just like having a relationship with God is that it's okay to struggle mm-hmm. and that it's not a taboo thing and that everything is not perfect all the time and that is okay. Mm-hmm. And we are not trying to sit here and tell you guys that this is what we've learned and that it's all perfect and it's all rainbows and bubbles and unicorns, whatever. Yeah. Like, Because it's not, like, and it has been far from perfect. There have been many tears cried. There have been Mm -hmm. many times where we have been upset and hurt and angry. And, but there is always, like, that hope in Jesus that he, like, he comes through. Yeah. Just like we are promised that we will continue to struggle and that there will continue to be dark times in our lives and, we will feel that, you know, rock bottom again, or, you know, feel close to it. There's also that promise right behind it that Jesus is still there, that Jesus is still there. It says right there in scripture, like, but take heart for I have overcome. Like it literally Mm -hmm. says like right there, like, Hey, here's everything that's going to happen to you. Here's a fat paragraph about all this stuff that's going to happen. And that That people are going to hate you, that this sucks, that you're going to struggle. He says, but, but, but take heart. This is the one, but that should be important. Yeah. But take heart. And that is, it's so encouraging, but it's also so hard to grasp, but yeah. But there's so much encouragement in it and that's the hope. And that is what we hope you grasp today (laughs) and from our mini series (laughs) well thank you guys for listening we hope that you guys enjoyed this little mini series um it was so good i've uh so i don't even know so encouraged so yeah like let us know your thoughts let us know if you want us to do more stuff like this or um what you guys think if you guys have any encouragement to share we love um totally open to that um yeah, let us yeah. know if you want to come on and share your testimony. <laughs> I don't know. We should do, like, listener We're testimonies. We're open We're to open it. We're open to it. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, and, and we will catch you guys next week. I think, what, what are we talking about? Do we know what next week is about? Um, fashion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Do we want to share with them? Yeah, yeah, okay. let's tell them the topic. So, next week, um, it's going to be a little more fun and lighthearted. We are talking about fashion trends that we love and adore, but also ones that we absolutely hate. Yes. So... I already have my list of things that I hate, but Evie has a list of things that she loves. So, <laughs> so maybe our you'll just hear opinions. what she loves and what I hate. We'll <laughs> see. Um, but anyway, so yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.